Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Beat of Sports of Mar Daniels are brought to you by our friends at uh, Hale, Hale, and Jacobs at online at hhjlegal.com. Richard Hill, our sports law expert, will chat with him uh, coming up tomorrow as we do on uh, Fridays. Saturday uh, in Jacksonville, the annual Florida Georgia showdown as the top ranked Bulldogs uh, ride that 24 game win streak against a Florida team uh, off the bye week and a nice win against South Carolina. The Gator play by play boy Sean Kelly joins us. Uh, Sean, good morning. How are you? Mark, doing well. Thanks for having me. I think we missed Pat. You started the Pelicans in 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 '05, right? Full time in '05. Yeah, yeah I was kind yeah. of part time Tulane Pelican or yeah. Hornets at the time before that. Yeah, because yeah, in '05, as you said, joined CUSA. I think you had left Tulane to go to the Pelicans to start the long run there and everything. But uh, it's good to catch up and and, and chat. Uh, tell me, Florida five and two. What's gone well to be five and two this year? Yeah, probably exactly where I thought they would be, you know, going into the bye. Maybe maybe I would have flipped, like, if I was prognosticating back in August, I would have said maybe you win at Kentucky and you lose against the Tennessee team, but that, you know, that just flip-flops. So I think they're about where they're supposed to be, but that that would depend on a few things, and a few things that have actually turned out well for Florida. One would be a much-improved defense, whereas, you know, last year you and I would have made Florida's defense better. So, uh, you know, vastly improved on defense, especially on third down. Uh, and then, obviously, what would Graham Mertz look like in orange and blue? Well, I think he's passed that with flying colors. He's been outstanding. And then this influx of young talent. So when you look at where Florida is right now and who their best players are, they seem to be all Napier guys, and they all seem to be awfully young, too. And a lot of them have been able to pan out and kind of grow up. Uh, you know, especially even responding after, you know, week one loss at Utah. So all those things have kind of fallen into place. Is there room for improvement? Yes. Have injuries been a part of the situation? Yes. So we'll see. I mean, it's hard to say this is a measuring stick game because of how far Georgia is in front of, well, most everybody, but especially the SEC East. So we'll see. I mean, if there was ever a chance for this team, Mark, to say we're better than we think, than you thought we were, now's the time because of the stretch that begins on Saturday. Um, it's hard with my schedule to, to sit and watch a, a you know, Florida game start to finish, but out of the bye week of, of their game against South Carolina, I ask you to talk more about Graham Mertz. I thought he was incredible when Florida needed him, and while people looked at the stats and said, well, a little bit of dink and dunk and so forth, but sometimes on the road in wild game shootouts, you need leaders to step up. Uh, and play as you take a closer look at Mertz, who maybe wasn't the first choice when the Gators looked to the portal to get some help. What has he been really, really good at? Well, I think you know the half glass empty folks would say that up until the South Carolina game, yeah, Mertz looks good. He's really doing a great job managing the game. And I think in the South Carolina game, you saw him win a game. You know, having been down ten with about four forty to go. 
it was on Mertz's shoulders, and he gets the two touchdowns, and they go on to win. So, I mean, just even in the last two games, if you take the sample size of that, it's 677 passing yards, 60 completions, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. And in that same stretch, and really for the entire season, he's taken some shots. I mean, he's either been sacked, knocked down, hurried in a, in a lot of ways that make you a little nervous, right? But I think he's shown a toughness in getting back up and playing through all those things, and and that has gone a long way with regard to his street cred with his teammates. And so he was a leader at the start, and now he's kind of the, the full-on leader of this team because he's shown it not just off the field, but on the field too. So, look, he's he's not a guy that, like Anthony Richardson, was going to give you, you know, the spectacular highlight play or beat you with his feet in the open field. He just he he knows where to put the ball. He stays calm and keeps this team moving forward. I mean, that's that's kind of the Reader's Digest version of the Grand Merch story this year. Um, you get to talk to Billy more than just on air. He was on with Mike Bianchi and I last week, and, and Mike and I talked both before Billy and then even after. Um, look, in this 24-7 news cycle, it's hard even for college coaches to say, I don't pay attention to that stuff, to stay disciplined to the plan that you think is the right plan. Mike Norbell did it at Florida State. And I think Billy feels like it's working the way he thought it would work. As you've watched what is now in year two of this build with a good recruiting class on the way, what's been your thoughts of how Billy has stayed disciplined to the plan that he believes is the right one to get Florida back? Mark, I I don't know how he does it um, because I think he walked into a situation last year that was worse off than he believed it to be. And there was a lot of dysfunction going on. So to sit here and say that he still is is on schedule, you know, according to him, or or this is kind of the process that goes forth. And again, this is a guy that had been out of the SEC for a little bit of time in, in a landscape that changed dramatically over the last several years. And to watch him kind of navigate this is is remarkable to me because it's remarkable because I don't know if I could do it. The self discipline that he has or this even keel approach to this to this build or this program installation is is kind of freaky in a lot of ways, but he knew he could recruit. He knew just like he did at Louisiana that he could probably take some less than four or five star guys and develop them into, you know, what would be then considered later in a in a young man's career to be a four or five star type college career. So that's just started to show some signs now and just the vibe around the building has changed and again kind of as i alluded to earlier the best players on his team right now are guys that are tied to him so i think that goes a long way too in all this so it's it's interesting in that you know a lot of people said against south carolina he he dialed up his play calling went on some bigger explosive plays and i would say that you could say that he listened to criticism or heard the noise and made an adjustment. I, I kind of look back on it going, he looked at South Carolina and said, they're vulnerable in these ways. They're going to allow us the opportunity to do this. And that's why he dialed up the play call sheet that he did two weeks ago. So sometimes I sit there and wonder, is he listening to all this? Or is he so closed off and so laser focused that, you know, he does this thing and, and none of this affects him. I, I don't know. It's again, it's it's one of those things that I'm not so sure I can relate to it because I'm not so sure I would do the same thing. 
A few teams have uh, uh, played Georgia well in the first half, and there's that wave of the second half. Uh, so can Florida survive the first half and do some things early second half? Give me, give me two or three things that Florida must do in order to uh, have a game in the fourth quarter Saturday. Well, they all seem to revolve around the line of, line of scrimmage in a lot of ways. And then the other factor is third down. I think that skill player-wise, especially now that Brock Bowers is, is out with injury, I think Florida probably has an edge at the skill positions. But, man, Georgia, even with some guys banged up on their offensive line, they have a superior offensive line. Defensively, they're not sacking the quarterback a whole lot, but they're really stout in so many other ways, gap sound, all those things. And so what you have here is the top seven offense and defense combined for the number one team in the country. But you did allude to it. They, they've been a slow-starting team this year, and, and they've played an easy, easy schedule up until now. Now their schedule really ramps up starting this weekend, too. So we'll see how it plays out. But if Florida can keep Mertz upright in a lot of ways and, and get some kind of a run game going against Georgia's defense, and whether or not each side affects the other's quarterback, I think that's storyline number one for me. And then third down is the other one. You know, Georgia's been super effective both offensively and defensively on third down. Florida, not so much offensively, has been just fine defensively. So maybe if Florida has to do anything, it's be able to sustain drives, much like they did against Tennessee, convert offensively on third down, and then you know find a way to kind of stay in this game and not let Georgia play too far out front. Uh, in a game that you know, hopefully, will be nice for all of us to watch in the fourth quarter. I don't know what the future is uh, with this series in Jacksonville. There's been that discussion, and and who knows where this goes. I don't know if college football fans realize we don't have many of these. We'll gather at the Cotton Bowl for Oklahoma, Texas, and Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, Army, Navy. It's a, a little bit different, but um, I, I'm old school. I hope this game stays where it is. You've experienced now well for a, a second time on Saturday, and the, the, there's nothing like a split stadium. Uh, 50-50 divided for rivalry games. Not only that, too, Mark, the, the tailgate scene. So I'm with you. I'd like to see it stay in Jacksonville. Because, we, like you said, we don't have many more of these still left. And I've been to, I've been blessed in a lot of ways. I've been to just about all of the, the big places you'd want to go to in college football. Last year, when I came over that bridge on the river and saw that thing unfold in front of me, I've never seen a tailgate scene like that. And it's because the way the parking lots are situated around that NFL stadium and whatnot, you can't do that at the State Fair of Texas. There are a few other examples. But that tailgate scene is as crazy, wild, and fun as I've seen anywhere across college football. And so let's not lose that either. I mean, it's something that people really look forward to every year. Um, you know, would would recruiting benefit? I don't know. I, I, I just – I don't think it's enough to move it away from there. It it might have to if Jacksonville renovates the stadium, but let's just go back when it's done. That's the way I feel about it. Sean, thank you. Have a great broadcast. I appreciate it. Thanks. You guys have a good weekend, too. Uh, Sean Kelly, play-by-play voice of the Florida Gators. will take on Georgia. Let's talk to our friend Chris Gentry at Gentry's Barbecue General Store. He's been busy, and uh, for good reason. We're going to be out there next week, but as we told you, Gentry's Barbecue General Store is now Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. First, good morning. How was the Magic game last night? Good morning. It was awesome. Um, they're I, they look good. They're young. They're athletic. Yeah. Um, Houston's not not great, but I think the Magic. There's a lot of promise on that team, and rightfully so. Okay, big news. So Gentry's General Barbecue General Store is now Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Tell us about uh, uh, the change and everything going on. 
Yeah, so a, a really exciting time um, for us. Um, I would like to put it out there. I am staying on board, um, so I'll be here. Um, Proud Souls is out of Denver. They've got two stores in Denver. They opened up a store in Kansas City earlier this year, and so we're their for- fourth store. I've known these guys for years. I actually modeled my first store after their first store in Denver. So we sell all the same products. They're the country's leading Yoder dealer or Florida's leading Yoder dealer. So a lot of similarities, but we are bringing on a host of new products. So it's exciting um, in that realm. We're going to offer a lot more rubs, sauces, injections, um, woods, and, and just accessories like that, more gas grills, couple new smokers so um some some new products there uh so next week we're coming out there on the first next wednesday it's meet m-e-a-t see we did our meet and greet wednesday so what's going to be going on next wednesday when we come out yeah more of an open house type thing so all of the crew from denver should be on hand so you guys will do your show you know mid-morning and then we're going to have like a, a meet and greet from four to eight, kind of a happy hour type mm-hmm. deal, and, and we'll be serving some, slinging some, some barbecue and samples and stuff like that. But just an open house so everybody locally can get to meet the, the new crew and come by and say hey to me and Tucker and, and that kind of thing. Hey, I, I want to end our discussion here, and I'm going to kind of uh, put the spotlight on you. When you first had the idea and opened up the first time and just kind of wondered to where you are now, um, what, what's been most surprising and rewarding for you? Um, I, in terms of reward, um, I'm, I'm happy with, with the growth, what we achieved as a store. Um, it's difficult and retail is very difficult right now in this market. And one of the really beneficial things for me is I'm now part of a group that continues to grow through some pretty adverse times and in, in a, in a, some, sometimes difficult economy. Um, so that's exciting for me. So I can still follow my passion and, and, and do what I love to do, um, sell grills, be part of cooking and catering and, and creating and maintaining relationships like you and, and, and all the great customers that we have around the, around the city. Um, but it's just, you know, I'm fortunate to, to work in an industry that, that, that I love to be a part of and, and can help other people grow as well. So we're going to still hopefully do that bigger and better than we ever have. Uh, I'm happy for you, you know, and I'm ecstatic you're staying on, and I know that uh, this is uh, going to be big, and, and uh, Proud Souls BBQ and Provisions is now uh, the name, and we're going to be out there Wednesday looking forward to it. Thank you, man. I'll see you soon. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate uh, it. Chris Gentry, and uh, he's real excited about it, and a uh, lot, of, lot of good things ahead with the holidays uh, coming up. We uh, Speaking of coming up, Cam Miller, his weekly college football segment is next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.